I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You know what we like to do at Private Parts? I like to go back over the library of ones we have and just think about what I really enjoy. There's so many ones, Reese James, James Acaster. But one of my favorite ones I've ever done was with my buddy Spencer Matthews. Um, You know, Spenny Matthews. Uh, He is, yeah, he's to me he is just the best and we had a very funny episode where we talked about acid trips and boarding school and made in chelsea and life and everything and it was very very funny i get people walking up to me in the street saying god man i love that podcast again i don't know why i always do an american accent they're they're english but they were saying that to me and they would go we love the spencer matthews one so to whet your appetite, um, I decided to re-release it for your own personal hearing, listening, enjoyment. Um, so here is the Spencer Matthews episode um, for your enjoyment. And um, the good thing is, is that we're going to tease this one now. So you're going to listen to the old episode because we have a brand new episode coming out this Friday, which is very exciting, of actually Spencer Matthews, like the present day one, not the one we just did in the last episode. So this is the old one. But if you like this one, you're going to love the new one coming out on Friday. So here you go, guys. Enjoy. I always feel like when I do things with Jamie that just something fucking awful is about to happen. <laughs> do you know what I mean? What do you mean? I just like, there's no way that this is just a chat. Anyway, go on. Of course it is just a chat. Uh, hello, everyone. Welcome to Private Parts Podcast. This is where we read the most intimate and sort of details of our lives. Where are we looking? You, you're, just, you're just looking at me. Oh, it's, I haven't introduced you is yet. Is this radio? It's not radio. It's a podcast. What the hell's a podcast? <laughs> A podcast is basically like one of your silly little projects. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone, before I just, there's no point. Here he is, Mr. Spencer Matthews. Hello, hello. Who are we talking to? To our audience. Right. Do you have much of an audience? Yeah, we have. We have like, I mean, fifteen to thirty million listeners. Really? (laughs) Yeah, that's how many listeners we Ah, have. Okay, cool. Glad I came. Um, So uh, just to all of our listeners, uh, we don't this week, we don't have Francis Ball, we don't have uh, Tom. Thank God for that. (laughs) They are busy. So in their place, we have uh, Spenny Matthews Pug. What other names do I have for you? Um, You used to call me Fatty. No, I never called you fatty. You did, you bullied me. And, and, and nowadays, you know, the world, the world doesn't accept bullies. I never, I never once ever called you fatty or anything like that. I but, s- although you were very complimentary on my appearance just now, so yeah, thank you. I, you, you know, you're taking it back. You're looking good, but no, I never said you were fat. What I used to say, there were occasionally times... When I was fat. Not when you were fat. Yeah, when you were, <laughs> when you were fat. I, one of my favourite ever times with you, right? So, so to all our listeners, you know, Spenny and I go back since we were about, what, 16, 15? 15 years old, don't we? We liked each other then. Yeah, I thought you were the biggest prick. Yeah, well, fair play. We we had we had a mute we had our our kind of first ever girlfriends were best mates. Yeah. Weren't they? And and Did you ever sleep with my ex-girlfriend? No. No. Did you not? No, no, no. Not, not when I was going out with her, but did you ever at one point sleep with her? No, that's Proudlock. Did Proudlock sleep with her? Yeah, I think so. This girl called Lucy Job I was completely and utterly in love with. <laughs> Yeah, did Prowlock sleep with her? Pretty sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she had a whale well of a time. But don't worry, he slept with mine as well, so that, that's fine. <laughs> we both got a kick in the teeth. Prowlock was pretty cool back at school. What happened? <laughs> this is, this is, we'll start from the very beginning, actually. So this is basically what we do on the podcast, okay? I just ask you loads of questions, we chat, we have a lovely time. It's pretty simple and easy, right? Mm-hmm. Because anyway, I, wanna, I do want to discuss one thing with you, because I'm well, still one of the funniest times I've ever had with you in my entire life is when you were, <laughs> when you were a little bit, you know, you were a little bit self-conscious about your weight, right? Well, I was fat. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're a little bit fat, and we had just started doing Made in Chelsea. Yeah, and I had w- that really nice long hair as well. You had some beaut long hair. Yeah, we were going out quite a lot, and Spencer Matthews, ladies and gentlemen, he <coughs> he basically said, "Jamie, you'll never guess what." So we just started doing Made in Chelsea. We we're super excited. He said, "You'll never guess what." Um, I'm in Heat magazine, and we're like, "What? You're in, you, you're, you're in Heat magazine?" This is my, uh, I believe it was my first torso of the week. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. So we're like, what, you're in Heat magazine? This is so exciting. None of us ever been in a magazine. It was like the biggest thing. We're like, oh my God, what's going to happen? So we went to Bassett Road <laughs> yeah. in, in Notting Hill and Spenny went straight to the counter. We went to like the nearest Londis or whatever it was. Nearest Londis. We went and found the nearest Heat magazine. I was standing back. I watched Pug walk up. It was like a moment to remember. He opened up the magazine. He flicked through pages and all he went is, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> do, you think, do you think like it, it looked as though it looked as though they'd taken a photo and you know when you click on the the kind of you know top right or, or bottom right would have been fine because it kind of drags it out evenly it's like they clicked in the middle bit on the right and just dragged it out like I'd seen the photo the photo was fine I looked absolutely jacked like, like literally and, and then somehow they managed to make it so rubbish Shit! The best thing about it was Heat magazine. Maybe look like an elephant. Yeah, it was Heat magazine torso of the week, and I think you were the double page spread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They normally only do one I'm, page. I'm pretty sure it didn't fit on one page. Yeah, because because they, they violated the picture so much. But, it's but absolutely unbelievable. Why didn't they just print the picture that we sent them? But you know this is I mean? this is the thing, right? Okay, I suppose so. Ever since UK, what are you? Because you're like a sensitive guy. And a lot of people don't realise this, is mm. that you are actually a sensitive person. And when you were like, hey, what have been your biggest, like, because this is private words, what have been your biggest insecurities like growing up? Was it always weight and things like that? Was it something else? Um, yeah, I guess I kind of, like, you know, I came, I came from a kind of French-speaking background. And, you know, I was like the little French kid at an English uh, day school. And uh, I was treated like shit. I arrived late. Uh, you know, you know, into the into the school year, the the people had already formed their their coalitions, their groups, and, and I I was the the outside foreigner, you know, and uh, that's kind of that was kind of it. I'd come home and kind of whinge and have a huge fry up and you know not do my homework and go to bed. And you had a fry up in the evening. I used to love a fry up. Like honestly, <laughs> it's so nice. I'd pour pour I'd pour olive oil. Like mum would like, we take the Sunday roast leftovers, yeah, and we'd put it all in a pan and we'd chop everything up and just pour oil onto it. Can you imagine how unhealthy that is? This is like as a kid. This, yeah, this is like this is like before kind of, you know, the health industry it, it was what it is. You know, this is long time ago. You've got to remember I'm I'm 30 years old this year. This is when I was a little kid. And like it was so strange just we we never used to get kind of educated on health the way we are now. Do you know what I mean? That, that used to be just normal, and I'd have bowls of it. The, the funniest thing about Spen is that when, uh, for, his, for his present as a kid, he was taken to Pizza Hut to show how the pizzas were made. <laughs> and Delicious. He, I, I was, I was that actually, was his present. That I, was I, his I, present. Yeah. Because if anyone tried well, to hang, touch his hang pizza... On a, hang on a sec. I got other gifts too, but, you know, that, that was the best gift. <laughs> you know, we, Learning how the pizzas at Pizza Hut were made. It's fantastic. They actually, they actually put holes. They put holes in the base of the pizza with the, this, like, weird proddy thing. And, and they spray their pizzas with cans of this, like, fluorescent orange oil. I don't think I have had one ever again <laughs> after, after being in the, wait in hang the, on they spray their pizzas so with, they, they finish the pizza and it looks great and everything's yeah. good and then it comes out the oven and then they get a spray like paint can and spray it with orange grease which makes it taste delicious and, and, and you know <laughs> there must be like crack in, the, in, in it or something you know you get addicted to these pizzas as a young kid you come, you come back for more I reckon it's what's in the can did you used to have stuffed crust as well I loved the stuffed crust like really? honestly, honestly there were times when I, I was capable of eating two large pizzas like quite no you can eat two I could mate I, I couldn't you couldn't stop me and if someone tried to take a slice of my pizza I would be so angry it only got to the point where like i realized it was acceptable to share a pizza like in my teenage years like like, like i i was so protective but of- also i remember that time when we we had we were sort of sitting in ollie had in peyton's house and this is a friend of ours and we were with <coughs> we were with uh kaggy dunlop who's a good friend of ours and we we're with uh, oliver Powder left actually and you said oh we're gonna order pizzas and we ordered four like 17 inch pizzas or honestly like four of them and you demolished three of those pizzas well they were quite thin <laughs> like you know you know it, they were about it, as big it, as a tyre it's, it's like, like eating three tyres and now I'm flipping tyres <laughs> for my boxing fights for comic relief sorry sport relief <laughs> Yeah, yeah, get that one right. Yeah, well, you know. But listen, going back to the beginning about insecurities and things like that, because um, I this is the thing, this is my theory, you know my theory behind the why that people always used to think that you were like this Lothario and things like that. And it's because 
at the very beginning, you were this French boy, as you said, you came to this school. Bonjour. And, uh, bonjour, ça va? Tu parles français? Je parle français, oui, très bien, merci. Ah oui, d'accord. See, did it work on you? It does work on me. So, but you were this French boy who came to this school, right? And uh, as you said, everyone had formed these like coalitions, everyone friends, and they were like, who the hell is this French kid who's come? Okay. Yeah. And so you come from St. Bart's and all those kind of things. Yeah. And you thought the coolest way to, or the best way to become friends with someone was to, you know this story. Was, was to be player. Was to be player. So what happened? Um, I asked out a uh, young lady thinking it would be very, very cool to do so. This is like before my first, like I only had my first kiss when I was like 13 or something. So I'm 10 here. So, so I've got no idea what I'm doing. Uh, and, and I figure, you know, I might invite her round to mine to watch Dragon Ball Z or whatever was cool back then. You know, who knows? <laughs> first it's you know, Dragon we, Ball Z, not yeah. Dragon Ball Z. Well, in, in French, it's actually Dragon Ball Z. So. <laughs> Wait, you can't say it's not Dragon Ball Z. It's well, not Dragon in French. It's not Dragon. It's Dragon. No, it's not. It is. It is. Dragon. Do you want to look it up? It's Dragon. Un Dragon. No, it's no. not Un Dragon. It, it is Un Dragon. <laughs> I'm telling you. It's fluent French here. So you and went, it, oh, hey, tu pas Dragon. Well, I don't, well, certainly didn't say that because she was English <laughs> and that's not French. Uh, but no, we, but we, we ended up, we ended up kind of yeah you know anyway it didn't go so well i was going to invite her around for an orange juice or something and you know maybe we'd hold hands or, or something like that and um, what were you expecting get a hand job I, I, <laughs> god it, my, my mind would have blown i think amongst other things if i'd been given a hand job age 10 jesus that's 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 good going early 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 start uh so no we um Anyway, long story short, I, I, uh, I summed up the courage to walk across the, the playground, you know, that like menacing playground where, you know, all the cool kids are kind of sitting back and staring at you in their, in their soaps or their vans. And, you know, I'm there in, in boots or something just terribly uncool. And um, although boots did come in quite well after that, by the way, I'm not claiming that, but could, probably could do. Anyway, um, so I, I walk over to, to this girl and, and I start uh, having a conversation with her. Uh, and kind of the nerves are flowing and stuff, and a pigeon shat on my head. I couldn't, like, no, no, nothing could have been less lucky. So I'm standing there, summing up the courage, and I can see kind of Harry Hunt and James Booth and all I these, love how you remember uh, yeah, that name. Yeah, That's my favourite bit. And, and all these cool kids just, like, looking at me with their eyes kind of cocked. Uh, and, uh, and, yeah, I, 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 was, I was kind of known as the shithead from, from then on, because obviously... And, and obviously it was made worse by the girl not taking any sympathy in me. Of course, it was my fault for being shat on. So I was then disgusting. Do you know what I mean? Age 10. You know, the thing flies. It's supposed to be good luck, not bad luck. You know, I had a really terrible nickname for a while after that. Also, it just dribbled down the centre of my forehead. So this is my theory. This is my theory that from that day on, you're literally like, right, I'm going to prove everyone wrong. Because then after that, you went into the classroom and sat in, sat in the dark until the lesson started. Well, I wasn't very happy, Jamie. It wasn't a good day for me. You know, I'd only just bought the same trousers and shoes as Harry and that went and happened. Do you know what I mean? So, so there. Okay, well, then what happened was, so you left the school and then you went to Eton College, right? Eton College was fantastic. Met some, met some lifelong friends there. Loved it. And for me, it was kind of like a brand new start. I was like, I get to scrap this whole experience of prep school and start afresh. And for all they know, I could have been the coolest kid at prep school because none of them went to Eton. I was the only person to, to go to Eton from my prep school. Uh, Thank God. Yeah, someone must have paid someone. Uh, and anyway, so, so literally, so I ended up at Eton and I just figured... Brand new start, fresh, you know, and Eton play, Eton play sport and stuff. So, you know, at Trevor Roberts Tutorial College, uh, there, there, were, there, was, there was no sport, really, so to speak of. So, you know, of course, I was a bit tubby. Uh, ended up uh, playing rugby and hockey and rowing and tennis and all that stuff and really loved it. Met Oliver Proudlock. Uh, he was very cool, by the way. Uh, also, with Oliver Proudlock, he, 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 did, he didn't dress like a weirdo then either. Like, no, he, he did he, dress he, like a weirdo. He did. He did. He had like long hair and like an earring, didn't he? Well, he he had really long. He was like a proper rebel. He had like a little cross earring and really really long hair. And obviously, Eaton would make him uh, take it all out. But he'd like find weird ways of like tying it up and like he he bent all the rules. But also, didn't what happened was is that you uh, you basically you would invite people to St Bart's to the hotel Eden. Oh, yeah, to gain has. popularity, yeah. So didn't you go down to Oliver Proudlock at the football pitch? You just said, look. No, we were playing tennis, and I couldn't believe my luck that, you know, I was, I was knocking balls with, with this absolute hero of a man at school. And, you know, here you I... You were knocking balls. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, we did a lot of that at Eton. 
and uh, and and here and here and here I was just thinking, you know, great, here's my chance. So I just said, do you want to come to the Caribbean with me? And you had never really spoken to him. Never. It's <laughs> so far too cool. But, so you, but, you invited him off the cup. It's like basically asking him on a date. Well, I'm not being funny, but he was the cool kid. So I was like, if I can get in with him, I'm in. And then Proudlot was just like, yeah. Yeah, Proudlot was like, yeah, man. He, or like, he didn't really speak like that back then either. But, you know, no. Wearing a sombrero. Yeah, yeah. yeah man. <laughs> shoulders. With a do-rag on and, and, and a Colt 45. Yeah, yeah, man. Got on his horse and rode into the sunset. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He used to be a cowboy. Now he's a rapper. He's moving on. Moving up in the world. Oh, my God. But then that kind of leads me on, right? So because then you became good friends with Ollie Proudlot, right? <coughs> yeah. Uh, he's a very good friend of ours. He was on Made in Chelsea and all these kind of things. And uh, he then, this is my funny story. This is you should do a show and call it Life Stories and then get actually famous people to come and talk to you because we're pretty much going through like my entire life. Yeah, but that's the whole point of it. This is our private. I want to hear all these different things. And I also, see. Okay. Uh, <coughs> but then you went to, uh, so then Ollie Proudlot, you became friends with him, right? And so what happened? was is that he uh, decided to take you to a party didn't he and look hey let's just establish we've all we've all dabbled in different things occasionally but you had an experience with acid didn't you well, I've, I, I, I'm not sure it's great to bring it up again. I mean, the, the, you know, writing that book didn't do me any favours. Wait, so Spenny uh, wrote an autobiography at 24 years old. After all the experience, he worked down a mine at 12. Yeah, <laughs> yeah life was tough. You know, he got sold into slavery yeah, when 15. Growing up rough, you know. All those, and wrote all, a book about all it. All those street fights, you know, when I was scrapping for food. Um, yeah, so so we, we had, we had I, had, I had a, I had, I'm just kidding i had a great childhood um definitely worth writing about just to piss everyone off yeah that, that's pretty much what happened when that book came out but then so then you basically what happened so you went to this party and i accidentally i accidentally uh was given acid <laughs> by a large bearded man who looked like he was having the time of his life so what happened so this guy came up to you at a party it, and i i can't stress enough that i i I was very young. I think we were eight, 17 or 18 and I I did not part, I did not openly wish to partake in this acid taking, but it was given to me nonetheless. Uh and it was extremely odd. Very odd. Like so, so I don't know happened? if anyone's ever I don't know if anyone's on acid out there right now, but but save yourselves. It's no good. Wait, and also didn't that famous didn't that famous uh um architect or whatever like see lobsters in the street for the rest of his life. Well, no, mate. Because he used to love acid. I've I've taken mushrooms before, and I've taken. That's so naughty, Jamie. I, it's very naughty. <laughs> I took mushrooms I, in the Boltons in a house in the Boltons. This is a true story. And I got and the house was so big, I got lost in the wine cellar. Yeah. I couldn't get out of the wine cellar. It was so hectic. <laughs> and then I did. I also did. You know, I, I did. I tried a little bit of of I suppose that that stuff you call acid at one oh, point. Mate, it's was no by good. I, 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 I thought I was drowning in the taxi on the way home. But um, didn't you didn't you have didn't you have a fight with someone who wasn't there and have sex with a girl who wasn't there? Well, that you know, in back back in the day, my mind always used to play <laughs> tricks on me. But, but no, yeah, it, it was I, I had I had several conversations. Uh, one of which went very well with someone and one of which uh, didn't go very well with someone and, and it turns out that neither person existed at all. So I was, I was rolling around on the floor at one point having a full-on fight with, with this bloke just punching the ground and people kept coming up to me and tapping me on the shoulder going like, you all right, mate? And I was like, I'm in the middle of something! Uh, everyone just thought I was absolutely insane. People kind of thought it was time for me to leave so I, I think I ended up in a taxi... Uh, and, and, and then you thought you were drowning yeah I thought I was drowning in the taxi because there was cold air coming in and I thought it was water and then uh, there was that lad who was who was sleeping next to me and, and his hair I thought it was snakes and, and, and I, 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 I had what could only be described as a total meltdown uh, <laughs> and, then, and then wait and then and then basically the next day you woke up and you're like oh god I thought, it, I thought everything was fine like, like honestly, I woke up, thought everything was okay, and I was like, "Oh, you know, when that feeling is is just gone, and you're like, okay, today's a new day." Ooh, last night was very embarrassing, but you know, it's not not too late to build bridges with all the popular kids. No problem. <laughs> yeah. Also, all those haunting memories of a kid coming back. Oh God, where's the pigeon going to shit on oh, me again? Oh <laughs> yeah, and terrible. I'm surprised I didn't get chased by a huge pigeon. Yeah. So uh, wait, so you so woke ca- up in the morning? So came in, but yeah, came in. 
And I went down the stairs, and this is at Ollie Proudlock's house. Couldn't believe I'd been invited there, by the way. And uh, and, and literally, he was coming down the stairs. He couldn't believe it either after that. He was just like, what the fuck have yeah, I done? because he had even cooler friends. So like, I was way down the pecking order. Anyway, so, so like, there, there, was, there was this... Uh, so I crossed Oliver Proudlock's mum on the stairs, Lena. And um, she was like, how was last night? And I was like, fine. Yeah, no problem. All good. And uh, went down the stairs and there was only one set of stairs in the house. And then uh, I got down, but I felt fine. I wasn't hung over or anything. Kind of, everything was normal. Everything was clear. And then I opened the door to the kitchen and Lena was cooking breakfast. <laughs> so one of the Lenas was not real. And at that point, and at that point, I, th I thought I'd surrendered myself to a life of schizophrenia. And, and I was... I was, I was terribly upset. I was terribly upset. I, I ended up, I ended up breaking down into tears, and of course, you know, well, you fake Lena or real Lena was there to comfort me, and I, I felt like I was being hugged, but of course, I, you know, that could have been nonsense as well. Uh, so and I then you went to the supermarket. Went to the supermarket. Yeah, big giant baby bells everywhere, and I can remember looking at this baby bell, thinking. There's no way that Baby Bell have released a Baby Bell of that size, you know, like, 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 you know, it just it made no sense to me. And then I realised, obviously, oh, of course they haven't. It's just a little Baby Bell that looks enormous because I'm still on acid. Um, yeah. So, so all, all sorts of things. Like people had big wonky ears that I knew they probably didn't have. And, and, and by this point, we like, well, that's it. Well, I genuinely thought my life was over. Did you cry? Yeah, of course. I was in tears all day. It was just terrible. I was like, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just a boy, you know. How has my life been poisoned in this manner? You know, I don't deserve any of this. You know, that, oh that's what was going through my head. And then when did it? When did because it suddenly because when I did mushrooms, yeah. right, it, it suddenly was like a switch. I had the worst trip, and suddenly like a switch, it literally just turned off. Yeah, no, it was exactly like that. Yeah, we were playing FIFA, and kind of none of it was making any sense to me, and all of a sudden it just went zoom. <laughs> And like you know, you know when you you know when you're sitting in like a a room with a noise, and you only notice as a noise when the noise goes out. Yeah. So kind of like there's some weird like, like an aircon. Yeah, an aircon. Like... It goes, and you're like, oh god, that was loud. You know, like, <laughs> and now it's far more peaceful in there. <laughs> like, but, what... but you hadn't noticed it. Yeah, it was like that. But my brain just went, and I was like, oh, like I know I'm fine now. Did you say to everyone, I'm so sorry? This is what. I went, I went, kids, don't ever try acid. It's, 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 a, it's a life ruiner. I said, honestly, say no to drugs because, because I tell you what, that was a, an awful experience. Oh my God. I mean, that, that is the thing, but we've all like, we've all like had those sort of like different experiences, right? That we kind of just, you know, regret and things like that. But I think that's what like builds us as a person, do you know what I think? Because yeah. imagine imagine right now if you were still in that like matrix and all of this, that we had all of this uh. life and all this thing had just been a dream. Well can you imagine, yeah, if everything that we've ever done actually hadn't happened. And we're actually just sitting in some padded cell somewhere oh. from that trip and we're, oh, we're God. Got a fairly vivid imagination then. No, annoyingly, annoyingly, we spend and I have this thing. It'd be annoying actually if we were in a padded cell somewhere and we actually our minds had gone like twisted because of whatever's happened. Annoyingly, we would like have like a bit of an annoying life. It, surely, if you like med dream things, it would always be like you know euphoric because we go through our ups and downs the entire times in terms of work and things like that. But that's the yeah. life we lead, right? Yeah, yeah. Spenny and I have this very funny thing that we always say. You know, I don't know where we're going with this. My life's great. <laughs> <laughs> so we always say this. We have this. We have this constant joke. Where we go. Oh, it's just a quiet time of year, isn't it? We have this oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's perfectly normal for there to be no work in January, isn't it? Uh, like, that, that's fine. Just January's a nothing month. There, there's. It's that's the same for everyone. Yeah, and December, and you know. We had this. We had this moment where um, Spenny and I obviously did this TV show called called Hunted. That was fun. Which was amazing, which basically is, I, I've spoken about to our listeners before, but basically where we became fugitives and we were chased by people and we did it for two weeks and we had to escape CCTV and things like that. And we did it, whether other people doing it was Steph and Dom, weren't they? Yeah. And we met. They didn't take it very seriously. They didn't take it seriously, but we met Steph and Dom who were from Gogglebox, the posh girl from Gogglebox. And we met them at a Channel 4 party. Hang on, are we, caught, are we referring to someone as the posh couple? Yeah, they were weird. Yeah. They're the posh couple from Gogglebox. Are we the posh couple? And I'd, well, we are basically yeah. a couple in a sense. I'd say that we are also quite posh. And if, if we're not posh, we sound posh. But we are also a couple. Y yes. 
We are a couple. But anyway, not, not, not sexually. But, but we're going, we met Steph and Dom at this Channel 4 party and you went up, you went up to them. You went up to them and said, oh my God, I love that show that you're doing. What was the show they're doing? Didn't really love it. It's kind of, I was just making polite conversation. What was the show though? One star to five star. One star to five star. And they went, how? It's on in the middle of the day. And you went, yeah, yeah, have a lot of spare time. <laughs> Yeah, well, then I did. Now I don't. February's very, very busy, so there. <clears throat> but speaking of, like, uh, I suppose romance and things like that, like, our romance has been blossoming for, for like a decade, longer than a decade, but your romance has blossomed a little bit more. Well, I'm very glad I did the jump, because uh, I met my fiancé. I mean, buddy, I it's so exciting. It, it actually is. Ter- yes! it, it's terribly exciting. It's terribly exciting. You, uh... You will have responsibility at the wedding. I know, I'm going to be best man. I'm super excited. Mm, yeah. No, I am. Maybe. I'm well, best man. We'll, we'll see about that, but... No, 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 no. I'm best man. Right. Um, when is if I get ordained? If I get ordained in time for wedding, can I give you away? Like Joey does in Friends. Or you give us away? Yeah, I can, I can be the vicar. I'd really rather you weren't. <laughs> Why? If I was the vicar, it'd be sweet. I can't, I wouldn't, I couldn't take it seriously. Why not? If I was the vicar, it would be sweet. You can, um, you can be master of ceremonies. How about that? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, whatever it is, I'm doing something, whether it's best man, master ceremony. Master ceremony is a tough job. It's harder than best man. Best man makes a speech. Master of ceremonies has to like orchestrate the whole evening. Lovely. I was master of ceremonies at Richie Williams' wedding and like your job doesn't actually end until like the after party. And you can't get that pissed as well. But but going back to this, so you went and did the jump and you met Vogue. Well, hang on as well. Hang on. Should we just, should we mention what the outcome of the jump was as well? Oh, what, what was it? I think I might have won. Yep. No, that was, that was good. <laughs> Taking on all those Olympians. Bad luck, better luck next time. I, well, I came and saw you out in the jump, didn't I? Yeah, you did. You actually missed the show, though. So Jamie, Jamie, I couldn't believe it. So the first live show, yeah, Jamie comes out with a couple of my like, other best mates. And uh, Jamie, we, ha- we all go out for a lovely dinner the night before. And then it's the first live show the following je- day. I lose my race to Lewis Smith because it was the most nerve-wracking thing I've ever done because I thought I was much better than him. But it turns out he came out of the blocks like a greyhound. Like, his, so bo- his upper body strength is so ludicrous. Okay, so he can hold a handstand for like three minutes or something he, without moving. He can do backflips. He's so strong like that. He came, like, my skiing was... Probably good. not no, quite. It was good. It's it was fine. Good. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not. I've never skied before, and he has. So there, Lewis, again, not another little dig for you. Uh, but he, pull, he pulled out and was four metres ahead of me, out of the blocks. And I was just like, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> What's the panic? Like, oh, for I, I had a heart attack. Like, literally, I was already a bit like, okay, okay, let's do this. Let's dust him. Everyone's watching. Like, go, he's going live. You know, there's three million people watching it yeah, by the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and literally... We pulled out the blocks and Lewis Smith was on the other side of the room ahead of me. And I was like, he like flew. Anyway, so I lost that race. And then I get down, which meant that I had to jump. In the very first live show, I had to jump for survival. And, um, and I, I, I didn't realise that the jump was on the Sunday night. So I came Jamie, out. Jamie had left. <laughs> so Jamie was no longer in Innsbruck. So I get to the bottom. I saw, I saw Max and Hugo and, and, you know, and Kevin, I think, was there. Oh, they like, were friends. Other uh, friends that were there. Yeah, and, and, and I, I had left. I was like, where's Jamie? Like, because I was getting ready for my jump. And I was like, where's Jamie? And they were like, oh, he went home. <laughs> I literally I had to catch couldn't my believe it. He, he flew to Innsbruck to have dinner <laughs> and then flew back. I was like, the whole point of you being here is, is, to, is to check out the show. Do you know what I mean? But then, but then out there is that's where you, you met Vogue Williams, your fiance. Soon to be Vogue Matthews. Vogue Ma- is she going to be one of the people? Is she going to be Vogue Williams Matthews? No. She's going to well, be Vogue Matthews. Well, I think she's just going to be Vogue Matthews. Have you asked her? 
Uh, she's definitely going to be a Matthews. She's going to be a Matthews. Yeah, 100%. I don't know whether or not she wants to keep Williams. We're not going to do that double barrel thing. Are we no, posh enough? I don't think so. Yeah. So so then, so wait, so you, but then you guys, I, from what I know, you, you guys hooked up out there, but you were friends, right? And you never thought anything was going to happen. We were pals. Uh, we, we were, we, you know, I don't want to get too personal, but we were sort of seeing each other, but in a very casual manner out there. We were just pals. I don't think either of us expected anything to happen uh, when we got home. And... Your heart plays tricks on you, doesn't it? You came home and we, we, it, was, it was difficult over there because we were competing against each other for a start. So you've got that, and she's very competitive. So you've got that element of, you know, you don't want to be kind of too close to your enemy in a weird way because we're both so competitive. And uh, we were having a lot of fun and we were, became very good friends. And then uh, she hurt her leg and had to go back. She tore her ACL and had to go back to London. And I said, you know, when I get back to London, let's go for a lovely date. And, uh, and we did. And I'm pretty sure I told her that I loved her on that date. No, you didn't. Yeah. So, but, when, but when did they, so you don't love when did but it in, click in, in, when did in, it the, click in the very you? first episode of, of The Jump, it's actually, it actually made the cut. Um, when we're just training at Hemel Hempstead, I, uh, I said to the cameras, they were like, because I shared a lift with her. I thought it'd be cheeky. And obviously we shared a lift up together. And uh, I said down the lens to the camera, kind of as a joke at the time, I was just like, I'm going to marry that girl. And they were like, do you like Vogue Williams? I was like, yeah, what's not to like? I'm going to marry that girl. And it made the cut. So it's quite funny. Oh, I love that. Yeah. But so. when was, honestly, because I know you better than, I honestly know you better than your mum knows you. I really think I do. I doubt that. No, I do. I do. I do. <laughs> <coughs> and um, <coughs> when did you know, when was the moment that it literally like, it, it clicked and you're like, right, this is, this is freaking it. Because I've seen, I've said this to you, because I said about, sorry to cut your blood, I said about, I think it was, six eight months ago mm. you said to me i really like this girl and i said okay well in four months time if you still say that to me then i'll believe you and in four months time you were still saying it but with more you were like more in love and i was like shit this we is just it. became we came we, we're kind of best pals obviously we spend you know so you're, you're what uh she's my best girlfriend okay good thank you she's, she's my best female clean. friend <laughs> okay that's fine then don't worry about it don't have a heart attack <laughs> uh but no she you know we, we spend an awful lot of time together but if someone was on a cliff and you had to push one person off. I would th- fling you off the cliff, <laughs> like it wouldn't, it, uh, like in a heartbeat. I wouldn't even have to think about it. Like if it was what you or Vogue, yeah. If I, had, I had one bullet. You no, not even a bullet. You, you had to, you had to. Push. I had to brutally murder you one of you. Brutally murder us. <laughs> oh well, then you obviously. I'm not going to brutally murder my fiance. Like do you know what I mean? That's just silly. And to be fair, I would miss you. But I'd probably miss her more, given that we live together and we're starting a life together. And, you know, hopefully we're going to have a family together. So, you know, you have other mates. Okay, wait, so, so wait, so when was the moment? So you're best friends. And when was that moment where you're like, actually, because you went from being, I suppose, and this is just your, this is just your personality. You went from being so one way to so the other way in, in a matter of months. It's, right? it's a question of respect, you know, and it's not that I didn't, uh, that I disrespected my exes in any way, but, you know, we were doing uh, a TV show about relationship drama and that's what it boiled down to. So naturally, arguments are emphasised and you're put in situations that you don't want to be in and, you know, the show's very real, but obviously it's, it's kind of, would I end up on a boys' night in every single episode? Probably not. You know, like, so you get put in all these, in these situations and, you know, plied full of drink and that where, you know, it's, it's kind of unwelcome. Vogue, um, Vogue and I, I just have a huge amount of respect for her. It's completely 50-50. The relationship is... And is, she's epic. Is even, and she's just cool. All her friends are cool. I like her. I love, I love her family. My family loves her more than they love me, I think. Uh, my own brother the other day basically said that he trusted Vogue more than me, which is uh, ideal. Obviously, it's exactly what you want to hear. But, you know, at least, at least she's becoming part of the family, so that's great. But, but, then, but then what you did, because uh, you asked her to marry you at The Lion King, didn't you? I did. Because it's her favourite play. Yeah. So, well, what- no, it's not her favourite place. She'd actually never seen it, but we're both, you know, Disney fans at heart. Our first date was, oh, well, like our first proper date was to, our first trip away was to Disneyland Paris, um, which was fun. But when you, you wouldn't sh- want to stay there too long. Oh, God, it's like. dated. Yeah. yeah but, Do you remember when we went there? It's a bit dated. But Disneyland Paris, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a one day, two day thing, Max. You know, you would not want to stay there for a week. It's no. very mind numbing. You know, and on all the all the music, you know, the themes. Anyway, we both like Disney and we ended up coming back uh, and I just thought The Lion King is my personal favourite Disney film. Hers is Beauty and the Beast, but they don't have a Beauty and the Beast play. <laughs> so I had to just roll with mine. <laughs> you oh, could no. have dressed up as the Beast. That's well, yeah. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eat your dinner. <laughs> uh, don't touch the rose. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. So no. Fuck. Can you imagine? Can you remember? You'd be. You would be livid though. To be fair, if Bell touched the rose. Like honestly. Furious. Well, I like, once on the last petal falls. That's it. That's you know. got. Yeah. That's it. You remain the beast for life, and she's fucking around with the rose. Also, can we just establish the, the the beast the fucking around with the rose? The beast isn't that hoot. The beast is all the beast right. is the most high end prince in all the land, mate. Yeah, and he, he's he's like he's actually rather sweet. Like yeah, lovely when he has his haircut and and the makeup on. Looks By the way, smart. Can I, can I just say the new Beauty and the Beast film with the one with the actual people in it is, is amazing yeah it's incredible incredible mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I even think Evan Watson did a good job but also do you know do you know what I found out another just quickly go into other Disney films you know you know, uh, Mirror Mirror on the Wall isn't actually um, what they say in the Snow White it's not it's, Mirror Mirror on the Wall is fake that's not what they actually say in the actual Disney show do you know what they say they say magic mirror on the wall and everyone thinks it's Mirror Mirror but it's actually not right no worries just thought you would Okay. Like, take what, that home with you. If you don't take anything home today, you can take that with you. Right. I'll email it to you a little bit later. Okay. It's good. Yeah. Make sure you do that. Just follow <laughs> follow up on that one. That would be that would be ideal. Wait. So, so you so so you took it to the Lion King. Yeah. Uh, so you did it on stage at the audience, or what happened? So I so I'd organised. Um, I was trying to organise the at the end of the show. You know, when everyone comes out for for the big clap. Oh, hey, it's Simba. Hey, it's Mufasa. I like, I, I wanted to come out on stage oh with the with, 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 with the ring and and like mic'd up and propose. Uh, in front of an audience, basically, quite a few of her friends told me that she would fucking hate that. So, so, like so, anyone would. So, also, like kids, so, like heckling in the front. Oh, you shut up! Yeah, yeah, <laughs> fuck off. Uh, yeah, so, 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 yeah. That that was um, that was out the window quite early doors. But I still enjoyed the idea of the Lion King. So basically, we uh, I went down there and met the production team and stuff, and they very kindly said that they would. Um, put the sun you know the big big iconic the newspaper <laughs> they would get the newspaper there no the sun the iconic sunrise and the Lion King at the beginning at the presentation of Simba yeah uh, they'd put that back on is it on. the presentation or the birth the, well they present him don't they to the is it? to the world no it's when Mufasa comes down and he goes Scar I didn't see you at the presentation of Simba <laughs> yeah, yeah. and Scar goes oh, oh, and turns around what what does Scar do I don't know ask, oh, Jer- oh, oh. ask Jeremy Irons <laughs> oh, he's dead so what I think, is Jeremy Irons not dead Oh no, that's no, I'm who's... pretty sure he's not dead. <laughs> he's the one. Someone died who's like Jeremy Irons. Okay, well, yeah, I'm sure there are many people. I'll email people that, that one to you I, later I, as well. I'm sure there's loads of people who are quite like Jeremy Irons that die on a daily basis. Anyway. Um, so, hang, so then you. you yes, yeah, so, 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 so long story short, I'd organised this private backstage tour for just us. Usually there's a few people that opt for this option, but I picked a day down the line where it was just for us and uh we they basically blocked it out and they got rid of pride rock and put the sunrise back and lit it all in kind of oranges and pinks and stuff and had the whole stage clear cleared Are you, you shitting yourself at this point uh it was completely fine until the getting down on one knee bit because it is just awkward <laughs> what do you mean it's awkward? Come on, I don't, what do you mean? Well, it's like, it's like, it's like, it was great. Like, I loved it, and I, I was very calm. Did you go from? Did you go? From had a whiskey at <laughs> halftime. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. Did you? Did you go from standing straight to knee, or did you yeah. put your hand on the ground? How how did you approach it? So I so I went uh, so I went into basically. Um, did you make that funny noise? We, we went Oh, my shoelace is undone. <laughs> no, no, so, so, so I went backstage and basically said the reason uh, that it had... Because Vogue had a job that came in the night of The Lion King, but about a week ago, and she was like, oh, we need to move The Lion King. And I was like, we can't. <laughs> like, you know, I, 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 I designed this ring. I spent months designing this ring and picking the stones and getting them cut a certain way and all sorts, like with, with my pal Neil Dutson. Of Dutz and Rocks, and uh, and and we it's a little ad right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, we're actually starting a business together, but we'll move on to that in a second. Anyway, uh, so so we ended up um, we ended up. Uh, I had this amazing ring in my pocket and, and everything, and it was fantastic. And we got on to the stage, and we were left completely alone. And at that point, I think she realised something was going on because the tour had stopped. The two women had just walked off, and. Uh, yeah, I basically said the reason that we couldn't change the date tonight was because I had tonight's date engraved on the ring that I'm about to give you. Oh, I love that. Arrogant move. 
You imagine if you had a massive argument that day. Shit. Gotta, gotta <laughs> yeah, go. but that's fine. No, it doesn't matter because so love prevails all. It does. And then uh, and then I got down on one knee and uh, proposed to her. And, wh- and what did you say? Go I said that, I'm I said I said that she was my best friend. Sorry, Jay. I, I had to I, I had to say it. Best yeah. girlfriend. Did you just you yeah. said that? I think I might have just said best friend. Full stop. I but. just think when you start a relationship, <laughs> you don't want to start it on lies. That's all. Like you don't want to start things on lies. That's okay. All well, I'll take that into account. Uh, okay. So yeah. So so I, I basically said um, I. I said you're my best friend uh, and I love lie, you I, so. I, right. and I love you very much not a lie in fact neither are lies I don't know why I'm playing into your stupid thing uh, and then, and then uh, I just said will you make me very happy and be my wife and then I forgot to put the ring on her finger I think I closed the box and stood up I went joking and then I went she said yes and, and uh, Mufasa and Simba and Nala came out for a quick hug do they come dressed as... Because they're, they're my best pals. <laughs> <laughs> and then... And then... And then, uh, and then we, and then, and then we took a photo uh, with them again because you know that's a great memory because they're very important to me. Those three. Uh, uh, it's a great picture, though. It's a great I picture. I can imagine. Yeah, it's, like you've won, it's like you've won a prize to be there. It did, it did feel as though, it, it did at the time feel as if you know, like you've won. My, my, our best friends could be here, you know, but but no, we 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 had them and they did a cracking job. So I was very pleased with Do the they performance. Speak in their accents. Do they come on all fours? No, <laughs> they, they actually stand on on their rear legs for the entire show. <laughs> they, at no point, at no point, do they crawl in any way. So, so no, they. Well, I suppose in that sense, you could say they remained in character. <laughs> so they were still dressed. <laughs> But anyway, we had the, the Lion King and Disney couldn't couldn't have been more accepting of us, and they they, they were fantastic. And then we hopped in a, a black cab actually, and and went home because uh, that's how cool we are. Oh, buddy, listen, from the you know how proud I am of you. You know that from the bottom. I, I can, and also you know I was I, I think I was lucky enough to be one of the first people to to, to hear about it. Um, and so from someone no, uh, no, not, yeah, I, yeah, no I was yeah. I, I was I was one of the first and honestly I, I couldn't be happy I think she is simply wonderful simply the best <laughs> uh, right is that what, when you're going to play that track isn't it yeah what, do you know what we do also on the podcast by the way what is we like to play a little game Okay. Okay, and this is what I want you to do. I want you to. Uh, I'm going to let you do just one version of it. We're going to do just one quick prank call. Okay. Okay, and I'm going to get you to prank call Harrods. Okay. And you have to blag to them yeah. that you are Spencer Matthews and you want something for free. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you have to do it, and you have to you have to go through with it. Okay, you have to keep going through with it. You're Spencer Matthews. And do we get to tell them at the end that it's a joke? Of course you can if you want to, but but you know you got to go with they, it. They, you do as the as the bloody host. No, I'm no, not no. just going. Go, what when they say no? I'm not going joking. <laughs> no, I'm actually filming this. It's <laughs> <laughs> a podcast. You have to intervene. And say, okay. I can't wait for you to sit back and not say anything. Okay, okay. I will. I will intervene. Hold on. I will intervene. So what do I? What am I trying to get? Um, you were trying to get, uh, hold on, I was just trying to get this, hold on, fuck you one second, here we go. You were trying to get... Anything for free. Anything for free. You just, you just want, you, you, you just got engaged, uh, you're Spencer Matthews. <laughs> so ridiculous. Related to royalty, and you no, want I, to get... I'm not related to you royalty. You could use that card, though, you could use that I'm card. I'm not using that card, <laughs> Use that card. You're so ridiculous. <laughs> you know that we, like, specifically tell the press not to mention that, and you, my best pal, bring it up. <laughs> Do you mind? Okay, okay, here we go. Ready? I'm calling Harrods. Okay, you can say whatever you want to say. I'm not going to. What interview. am I trying to get? You can, just something for free. You just look. You, you've lost your wallet, and you need some food. And you, you, you. What? Yeah, just anything. You just go with it. This is the whole point of the podcast. Ready? Here we go. So I'm going to call them. It's Harrods. Here we go. It's on speaker, and you hold it. I'm just going to say I want. Some, I want. A, I want a gift. <laughs> Welcome to Harrods. We are open from Monday to Saturday, from 10 a.m. until 9 p.m. And on Sundays, from 11.30am until 6pm. Good to with know. With housing only, from 11.30am until 5pm. Good afternoon, Harrods. Hi there, who am I speaking with? What's Harrods Switchboard, how may I help you? Oh, hi darling. Uh, could you put me through to someone who might be able to help? Uh, my name is Spencer Matthews and I just got uh, engaged. I was wondering whether you have any gift packages that you could send my way. Oh, one moment, please, sir. Thank you. 
That's so good. That's so good. That's so embarrassing. <laughs> so good at Blaggy. The best. <clears throat> Can you imagine if I get something out of this? Mm, like a Cartier ring or something. How many listeners do you actually have? <laughs> 15, 16,000. But weekly. <coughs> the hell is going on? Let's just wait, hon. Oh, thank you. That's very kind. <laughs> they all laughing at me. <laughs> thank you for calling. It's all coming back again. They're laughing. Apologize for not being oh. able to answer your call. Please leave your name, telephone number, and a brief message after the tone. That will do, won't we'll it? No. Leave a message. Thank you. Hello, uh, it's Spencer Matthews. <laughs> it's Spencer Matthews calling. Uh, you may have heard of me from such shows as Min Chelsea, The Jump, I'm a Celebrity, uh, what else, Jamie, Jamie's Happy Hour, anyway, a bunch of shows, uh, mainly to do with Channel 4. Uh, I'm also doing something coming out of Comic Relief. Basically, I'd like a gift. Oh shit, it's Sport Relief as well. I'd like a, uh, I'd like, I would like a gift, please. Uh, I've just got engaged and uh, we haven't heard a peep out of you guys. So I'd like some sort of hamper or something. My email address is at sp.co.uk. And uh, yeah, I look forward to hearing from you guys. Thank you very much. And, 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 now, and, now, and now we don't get to tell them that it's a joke because they're, because they're no longer online and you've hung up. Great. Cool. <laughs> it's the funniest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Did I miss out any shows? Because that'd be annoying. <laughs> we haven't had a peep out of you. <laughs> yeah, I'm engaged now. I haven't heard anything oh out of you. Oh my god, bug! I love you. Oh god, that's just one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my entire life. Okay, um, right, Puggy, Also, what we do at Private Parts is I very quickly read you my diary. It's two days. You can <laughs> literally jump in at any point you want. Okay. But it's hilarious. Are you ready for this? Monday. It's funny the way life changes so quickly. One moment you are living carefree with only one worry is literally dying and where you're going to get your next drink or shag from. And literally on a sixpence, everything changes. You never wrote that. I did write that. Right. Why would you write that? Because <laughs> it's my diary. It's like the weirdest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> it's not. The weirdest thing I've ever heard was about a second ago when you left a voicemail for Aaron's. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I reckon I actually might get something out of that, so whatever. Hey, if you don't get you don't ask. If you don't true. ask, you don't get it, sorry. <clears throat> this pretty much came to my realisation when my homie, Spencer Matthews, told me he was getting engaged, but also, having spent more and more time with this girl, all I want to do... <clears throat> this pretty much came to my realisation when my homie, Spencer Matthews, told me he was getting engaged. Homie? Yeah, I, well, I don't know, I just changed up the language. Do we live in Compton? <laughs> well, yeah, maybe we do. What's up, homeboy? But, but I've also started spending way more time with this girl, and all I want to do is see her more, cook food and watch movies. Is this what you felt before you decided to get engaged, Spencer? Oh, mate, it's literally leaving the house was, was, has become annoying for me. Yeah. Like, if I could spend every single night at home cooking with Vogue and just watching films, uh, I would. So the only, the only reason I actually ever leave the house is because I don't want to become an antisocial hermit. Uh, but, like, honestly, we, we couldn't be more comfortable and happy, and it is a delightful feeling. It's a delightful flat as it's well. It's just wonderful, yeah. It's also as if life in your 20s speeds up, and then towards the end of your 20s, because, thank God, you haven't joined the 27 Club, it slows down again. The 27 Club is violent. Like, <laughs> do you know the list of celebrities that all died when they were 27? I mean, there's, there's tons of them. Jimmy I Hendrix, mean, we, 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 uh, Amy, we basically Amy aren't famous enough to, be, to, to, to have been on that list, even if we had died. <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't catch people going around going like, oh, he's in the 27 Club. <laughs> people would just be like, so what? <laughs> yeah. I am becoming neuro Am I becoming neurotic because everyone around me is getting married or do I actually want to get married myself? Wednesday. Now, a lot of people don't know this, but I have eight brothers and sisters, two are full, three are half, and two are step. Big family, hence why I'm probably the loud and a slightly intention-seeking person I am. You're very attention-seeking. <laughs> what is strange about this is that my little... You have, like, seven shows about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> what is strange about this is that my little brother, George, is 13 years old, has the same number as me at my school, Summerfields. Yes, we were like prisoners and given numbers. He's going to Radley College, my other school, and he's now performing in the same play as me called Smike, which I 
performed in when I was there, and he's also playing the same part as me and directed by the same teacher. To make matters even bigger, I'm taking my new friend with me as a date. Me and she'll meet the family, well, my dad and bro. Who is this woman? You, I've spoken to you about her. Oh, la petite française. Yeah, oui, the little, uh, the petite French. Uh, beard is full of poo. <laughs> yeah, 2% of your beard is poo. <laughs> As a kid, I always used to love being on stage, hence why I probably perform now. But going there made me realize how much fun I had at school. Strange, because I always remember having a bad time there. But instead, amazing memories flooded back. If you could turn back the clocks, would you want to revisit school again? Uh, I loved school, but I'd say I prefer my adult life. Uh, it was it was fab. I loved all the sports and stuff. But you know, having said that, I remain very active and play tons of sport now and stuff. And obviously, uh, I think would I change anything about school? Yeah, I, I would. I you know, I know it sounds stupid to kids listening now, but like I would have worked harder if yeah, I had a second I, I crack agree, at it. I agree. I agree. Just because uh, the knowledge you gain, right? Also, just you know, like you just look like less of a mug. You know, like I was, I was quite naughty at school, but never got suspended, never got expelled, anything like that. But you know, my trips to the headmaster were fairly frequent, and um, we just had, we had a great time. But yeah, I, I would probably just take it slightly more seriously because it is important. And obviously, being at Eton, you might as well, you know, soak in as much knowledge as you can, uh, which I did not do. But uh, it's fine. I got an A-level in French, which I was fluent in already. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and an A-level in art, which I, and I'm very good at drawing. And so. then you went to UCLA and just smoked what was called the Chamber of Secrets. What was that thing called? That's Harry Potter. Yeah, but what was the Chamber called that you smoked? <laughs> uh, I, there was, a, there was a, yeah, my, my friend again <laughs> uh, was rather fond of his weed in L.A. Uh, it was a medical issue and he had a cannabis card, so it... It was legal. Uh, <laughs> hey, um, Puggy, Spencer Matthews, uh, dude, listen, thank you so much for coming on your Savior. Secondly, from the bottom of my heart, you know how proud I am of you, and, and you're just going to make the best husband and everything like that in the entire world. I can't wait to be best man. I'm really, and thank you for everything. That, um, if you want to follow Spencer Matthews on Instagram, it's Spencer Matthews. He loves social media. Yeah. <laughs> he loves yeah, yeah. it. Yeah. You love that, don't you? I update... Uh, at least once weekly. So <laughs> yeah. keep an eye out for it. If you want to follow his uh, fiance Vogue Williams, she's on the Vogue Williams. Um, he's also spending his fighting in um, a sports relief against Wayne Bridge, which is yeah. coming up, which is super exciting. And you've got Five Star Hotel coming up. Oh, yes. Which is really exciting. Five Star Hotel on E4. <laughs> Cannot wait for that to come out. Oh, Mr. Spencer Matthew. Hey, buddy. Um, and to all of our listeners, remember, follow us on Instagram. It's a private podcast, Twitter and Instagram. Um, and Spend, thank you once again. But as we always do at the end of these sessions is we ask our guests in their own words and anything that they think, you can say anything you want. Can you leave us all with something inspirational? Crikey. Is that it? Uh, yeah. That, <laughs> if, you, uh, if you don't ask, you don't get. Like, you will all learn... When I post an Instagram of the size of the hamper that Harrod sent me, <laughs> arrogance can be a good thing. And uh, <laughs> confidence is even better. So, you know, the, the, there's a fine line between arrogance and confidence. Try and lead on the side of confidence and you will go far. And don't smoke pot. <laughs> Or that's, take acid. That's bad for you. Ah, we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Lots of love. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.